Hello and welcome, listeners, to Funk Radio. Hello. It's a podcast. Did you know that? No, I thought it was one of those CNCs where you just pull a string and we say stupid shit. Well, unlike a CNC, we say stupid shit regardless of whether the listeners pull the, pull the cord. <laughs> I guess pressing play is the equivalent to pulling exactly. the string. Um, that That's Kyle over there talking. Hi. Over there. <laughs> and this is... Over here, I guess, is Peter. Hello. Hi. So, Kyle. Fuck, I don't even have the document open. We already started recording. This is <laughs> this is Funk Radio right here. Uh, where is it? So, Kyle, we've done a couple episodes in the past where we've brushed on uh, PBS shows. Yes. Because we did um, Bob Ross. The, we, did, we talked about the theme song for that show. Mm-hmm. And we also did an episode on the music of Mr. Rogers, because that was a very musical show, and he had a, a surprisingly extensive catalog of music. Speaking of Mr. Rogers, did you ever end up seeing the Tom Hanks movie with him? I did not. How was it? Uh, very good. I highly recommend it if you stumble upon it or if it ends up on streaming or something. Hmm. He plays a really good Mr. Rogers, and it's interesting because it's kind of told from the perspective of this journalist who's interviewing him for like a puff piece and the journalist is kind of one of those more serious gritty journalists. So the fact that he's kind of given a fluff piece to interview Mr. Rogers, he's not happy with the assignment. So he's kind of a dick to him at first. And then Mr. Rogers kind of pulls his Mr. Rogers psychology guru on him and basically gets him to cry uh, about, you know, his childhood and stuff. Hmm. Interesting. It's very good. Well, Recently, we mentioned PBS for some reason. In a, I'm trying to figure out which episode that was. Ah, uh, shoot. At, at some point in the last five-ish episodes, um, we said, hey, we should do an episode on the Arthur theme song. And here we are. <laughs> Unfortunately, there isn't a whole lot of info out there on the song itself. So, you know, I figure we could probably talk a little bit about... Uh, the, the group who performed the song, as well just remembering Arthur a bit itself as a show. Most people listening to this should know this, but uh, if you're not aware, Arthur was a kid sh- is a kid show. It's still going on today, surprisingly. First aired on October 7th, 1996. I actually completely forgot that it was based on uh, the book series. It's a book series? Yeah. Um, what? What? Mark Brown, maybe, I want to say, wrote those books. Yeah. I remember seeing these at, like, the Scholastic Book Fair and shit. You know, remember when you were kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome sauce. Yeah, so I, I kind of forgot that it was based on a book series because, like, we did grow up with those books, but, like, more so we grew up with the show and kind of remember it as being the show. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get into the, a bit more into the show itself, but the theme song to that show is very recognizable for... Almost all, if if not completely all, people from our generation. Um, and I suppose the generations after us, if they grew up with Arthur. Uh, it's a reggae-style theme song. The The title of it is Believe in Yourself. And um, before we get into like who made this song, let's go ahead and listen to a clip of it. Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. <laughs> And I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you could 
Oh, this brings back memories. It's funny because this came out when I was six, so it should have been a little bit too young for me, but I, I watched it. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it was in roughly the right time frame when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that I, I feel like Arthur, like there was, no matter what channel it was, I feel like there was always shows that like some people didn't really care for, some shows that didn't appeal to everybody. I, I've never heard anyone say like, oh, I didn't like Arthur. Yeah, same. Yeah, so that song, like I said, it was called Believe in Yourself. Um, it was written by Judy Henderson and Jerry D. Villiers Jr. and performed by Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. They were a Jamaican reggae family group who were the children of Bob and Rita Marley. They were made up of Ziggy, Sharon, Sadella, and Stephen. They formed in 1979 as preteens. And after about 23 years, the siblings kind of parted ways to pursue their own separate projects in 2002. Ziggy Marley yeah. has a really famous song that he did solo. Hold on. Yeah. Af- after this group split up, uh, he did a lot more solo stuff. So whatever you're about to find was probably right in that time frame. So I looked up Ziggy Marley on Spotify, right? And his mm-hmm. most played song is a song called True to Myself. I wonder if that's a callback to believe in yourself. Maybe. Maybe. I could be reading way too much into this. Oh, what is the name of the song? I can't remember the name of the song that is. It was some song that he did in like the early 2000s that I remember being really popular when we were in high school. Mm. But now I can't remember the name. I've heard the name Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. I didn't realize it was all of Bob Marley's kids. I didn't either. It's like it's like the Jackson 5 of Ray. <laughs> I also didn't know that his wife, Rita Marley, was a musician as well, but that's pretty cool. That is really cool. Um, so, very, very musical family. Fun fact, in middle school, I, I don't remember why, but I, did, I had to do a, a research report, whatever, on a famous person, and I chose Bob Marley for some reason. Oh, nice. It was like eighth grade, so it wasn't really super serious, but you had to like, it was the first time where they kind of showed us like, here's how to make a bibliography, here's how to actually cite, you know... Your facts and shit. Oh, God. I know. Remember that, oh, shit? that shit? I hated that so much. Now we do funk radio and we don't have to cite any of our sources. <laughs> <laughs> funk radio where the facts are made up and we don't research anything. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, my God. I did find one quote f- f- about the group themselves. I guess Joanne Green from All Music Guides once said, quote, The Melody Makers had a breezy pop style, and while it was impossible not to hear Bob and Ziggy's vocals, this only emphasized the incredible emotional qualities of his own voice. I think when you are living in the shadow of, you know, your father, who is one of the great musicians, I think you're always going to have that tied to you. That comparison, yeah. Yeah, but I, I didn't get the impression that they were really held back by that. True. I don't know. I mean, they had a pretty good run over 20 years. And then they were, at least a couple of them, kept doing stuff after that, so. That's pretty cool. Making a legacy for themselves and believing in themselves, one might say. Yes. Taking the advice of their own song, which, interestingly, because assuming, they mean, they probably performed it in, like, 95 or 96 before the show came out. Mm-hmm. Which means it was within the last seven years or so before they parted ways. Parted, yeah. 
So it was toward the end of their career, I guess. So I realized I was confusing Ziggy Marley with Damien Marley, who is... Is Damien Marley even related to them? Um, I think that listed him as an associated act, maybe. Uh, yeah, it does say... Oh, that's sad. Yeah, he's the youngest uh, son of Bob Marley. He was two when Bob Marley died. So Damien Marley had a famous song called Jam Rock, which that's the song I was thinking of. So I confused two different Marley kids. Oh, uh, okay. Sorry. So the Melody Makers was four of Marley's kids. Mm-hmm. Damien was a fifth one who... Who was too young to play instruments at the but time. But I guess he I was guess. too young, because they formed in 79... And he was born just a year before that, so he was a baby. <laughs> They're just like, you better learn to play fast, kid. Yeah. I mean, granted, the rest of them it said they were preteens, so they were pretty young too, but obviously they weren't babies. <laughs> I just imagine, like, they put him on drums or something. He's just like, yeah. Meh. So yeah, I, I guess talking about um, Arthur itself as a show, I, 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 you and I, before we started recording we're both saying that we are surprised that the show is still going mm-hmm. today with new episodes as of october 2019 there have been uh 23 seasons wow and i think it was like 240 something episodes and you also something that impresses me honestly about it and actually something that i appreciate mm-hmm. is that not only has it not stopped i don't think for at least for any like significant amount of time but it's also con- it's also retained the same artistic style, mm-hmm. and like the voices are either the same voice actors or they got new ones who sound exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And so I I feel like because you see so many shows that are like rebooted as like you know CGI or something yeah in the two thousands they look they look like shit. Um, this is one that they have retained it looking more or less exactly the same. Hmm over the years and that's pretty cool in my opinion yeah that is Um, i'm curious if they incorporated new animation techniques like obviously you know once computers became more widely used or if they still do it the same way they did in the 90s i don't know well so i actually included a link here um because i made an observation so i mean this is just for you not necessarily the listeners but if you observe the movements of the characters in like a in a modern episode, mm-hmm. you can tell that the movement is slightly more. It feels a little bit more in line with like modern animation. It's a little like just slightly snappier, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, and I think that's the sort of thing that like almost nobody would notice, because like I said, the style fits the old episodes very closely. Yeah, it's still got that. I don't know what you call it, like dashed line that they do with Arthur. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's a good style, and I think it's good that they've kept with it. Mm-hmm. But the way they move is just ever so slightly different, I think, from, like, I imagine that the original episodes were, like, straight-up hand-drawn cell animation, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, like you said, you know, they use computers for a lot of this stuff. So, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can tell by looking at it that it's a little different. but It, it looks a little crisper. Um, not so, I mean, again, that's probably just because it's in HD now. Uh, yeah. but no, I, I get what you're saying. It's just, a, it's just a little bit smoother where it looks like, you know, it's more like almost like really good flash animation. Yeah. That's kind of how I was thinking of it in my head too. And, you know, I, I don't know what like software package, I mean, at hell it could be like a proprietary one, but, mm-hmm. um, 
it's uh yeah i i noticed that like very slight difference and like i said i if anyone else listens to this and goes to watch it they probably could not tell speaking of modern arthur do you remember there was a controversy in the, around the show a couple of years ago because they insinuated that the teacher uh i forget the name of the teacher on the show he, he's like a oh um mr ratburn thank you they insinuated in the show that he ha- was gay and had a husband. Oh, I forgot about all that. And it was like, it was kind of a way for them to kind of show kids like, hey, men marry men, blah, blah, blah. And it caused this huge uproar. And in some states, they, they wouldn't air the episode. <laughs> How recent was this? Because there's... Uh, I'm seeing articles here from 2019. So this was probably last year. The first episode of the 22nd season, which was in 2019, there's the first episode is called Mr. Ratburn and the Special Someone. I'm guessing that might be it. Makes sense. Yeah, it looks like it's actually like a wedding. It's a, a gay wedding oh. or whatever. So, I kind of want to go watch that episode somewhere, um, just out of curiosity. Yeah, me too. But yeah, exactly. I just remember, I, I never watched the episode, obviously, but I remember seeing articles at the time, you know, because, yeah. of course, it's going to piss somebody off and they're at, they have to write articles whenever anyone's mad about something. I, uh, you know, I forgot that that was a thing, but yeah, I, I remember reading about that, too. So, are there breaking barriers? And that's actually, I'm impressed that not only, like, it's not like they just did, like, a subtle, oh, here's Mr. Ratburn and his partner. Mm. Okay, now let's go look at DW. Uh, jumping off the bed it's like it sounds like they did a whole wedding yeah it sounded like like that was the plot of the episode basically it was like the kids invited to the wedding or something and realizing that oh yeah he has a husband uh i found it nice. on youtube so i'll have to watch that after we're done with this nice yeah i'm, I'm trying to like have sp- i don't i guess i don't have any specific memories of like certain episodes of the show but i definitely watched it Oh, I have a memory, and I sent you a link. This is the only memory I have of the show because the, the it was so, so, I don't know, it was a good song. So, <laughs> I was actually thinking about this song about a half hour ago. <laughs> Are you really? Which is funny. That's amazing. So, do you, do you want to tell the listeners what this yeah. is? Yeah. I don't remember the plot of the episode, but apparently Arthur gets a library card, and they sing an entire song. That's called Having Fun Isn't Hard with a library card. And it's the greatest song that the show ever produced. I don't know if we want to play a little clip of it just for shits, but it definitely made me appreciate having a library card when I was little. Yes, and I, something I was thinking earlier when I was thinking about the song was that I, it's impressive that um, like how catchy it was to, mm-hmm. the, to the point where like almost 30 years later we can still remember that song um without thinking too hard you know so mm-hmm. the uh, i think they did a good it's not like i watched that song and was like oh fuck i gotta get a library card but you know it's still a catchy song and it's a memorable one it's it probably is. one of the more memorable things about this show in general so true let's go ahead and listen to a clip of this song i think i'm i'm i don't know what the title is but yeah <laughs> i'm on the arthur wiki on fandom.com which is the thing apparently <laughs> And yeah, it's just called the song is just called Library Card. So nice. Let's give a listen. Come on inside. We've got 
got everything you need. There's plenty to do, or you can just sit and read. This book explains how to make paper planes. This conjure map can show you mountain range terrain. It's funny because it's like, I don't know when this exactly this song came out in their lineage, but it's kind of rap-ish in like the cutesy kid way. Yeah, I was actually um, thinking about that too, listening to it, is that it definitely had that 90s trend of yeah being an educational kid song that like spliced in rap like in the middle of it. Yep, that was, uh, it was funny because you're exactly right. And like, for whatever reason in the 90s, because rap had become popular by that point, they thought that they could get through to the children by just having every informational song be a rap. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times. I miss the 90s. <laughs> um, so apparently this song debuted on season three, episode 11. Okay. Which originally aired on December 28th, 1998. Hell yeah. And that's about the time I got my library card. Well, there you go. So did this song inspire you? Yes. I don't know if it inspired me directly to get one. But I remember my... my it just inspired you in general. Yes. It inspired <laughs> me to learn how to read. I forgot that his last name is Reed. Arthur Reed. Oh, that's funny. So actually, there is a a version of the Believe in Yourself theme song mm-hmm. that they... I guess there were... I, I never knew this, but apparently there was a version that was covered by the Backstreet Boys for oh like God. one of the episode specials um, in season seven that the episode was called Arthur. It's only rock and roll. And I guess it had like a cameo by the uh, Backstreet Boys. But I, I, the, I think the outro of that episode, they did a cover of the theme song and I went and looked it up. Um, I was a little disappointed because it sounded like very close to the regular version. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can just play it for shits and giggles, I guess, for the listeners, since we mentioned it. Sure. But I, w- I was a little disappointed. I was hoping it would sound a little bit more poppy. The funny thing is, they drew the Backstreet Boys as like animalified versions of themselves, and it's so yeah. creepy. I always find it creepy when shows do that. I mean, that in their world, though, everybody's animals, so that's the exactly they can do it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they're leaning a little too hard into the reggae ness of it, and they could have, like you said, kind of made something of their own. I mean, it's fine, but it just sounds like a slightly more polished version of the uh, original song, but nothing yeah. to write home about, I guess. What are some other PBS uh, shows you watched as a kid? I, I was trying to think of some. I remember Teletubbies, which always creeped me out. Mm. Barney, which the one lesson I learned from Barney is that if you're lost in a forest, that you should hug a tree until someone comes and finds you. <laughs> was that a real episode? Yes, yes. I don't know why I remember that specific thing, because it was an episode where, like, I don't know, they go hiking in a forest, and one of the kids gets lost, and he has, like, a vision of Barney telling him, if you're ever lost in a forest, hug a tree until an adult comes and finds you. That is terrible advice. I I know, right? And I'm thinking about that as an adult, and I'm just like, any kid that does that is going to (laughs) die. 
the only one that I was super like hardcore, like I gotta watch this every damn day when it airs, is was Mister Rogers. Oh, even though by that point I think he passed away in the '90s, so it might have been in, kind of in syndication at that point. I don't remember. I actually had a friend. God, how what age was I? I must have been like second grade, maybe. We'll just say that because I can't quite remember. But he came over to my house after school one day, and his thing every every after school every day was like, "Oh, I gotta watch." It was either Dragon Ball Z or Yu Gi Oh or some shit. Oh god, whatever it was, I had never watched it, and I had no interest in watching it. <laughs> and so we didn't watch it, and then he cried. <laughs> I have a I have a sort of similar story to that, where I went over to a friend's house, and the friend was really 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 fucking into Power Rangers, like he had the <laughs> action <laughs> figures, he watched the show, he had mm. a fucking Power Ranger onesie, and I wasn't super into Power Rangers, and he's just like acting like you know I'm from another planet because I've never really been that I wasn't that into Power Rangers. Mm. I saw it, I watched it, it's fine. Yeah. So he made me watch whatever episode was airing at the time, or I don't know if, I don't remember if it was on VHS or something, thinking that I was going to get really excited. And I was just like, it was fine. And he just like lost his little mind. <laughs> and Like, did he get I, mad or? No, he was just like, I can't believe you don't like it. And I don't know if it soured the friendship, but I think he kind of kept me at arm's length after that because <laughs> I wasn't as much, I wasn't part of the initiated of mm. power ranger fandom <laughs> like mm. like how i was into pokemon later on in, you know in life and i had like all the pokemon right. shit that was him with power rangers but this was before pokemon was super popular this was probably like probably about 96 or 97 before it really kind of took off and just consumed every child could we do an episode on the pokemon theme song fuck yeah Is we should a- is there enough of a story there? I mean, there's really fucking nothing with Arthur, and we did an episode on that. So, Yeah. We can make an episode out of anything if we talk enough. Um, and we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unlike all of these examples, though, like I said, Arthur is kind of the the glue that holds us all together. It's true. Even if, like, not, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, oh, everybody loved Arthur, but I feel like everybody at least respected Arthur. Exactly. As a show? Yeah. I, I wouldn't consider it to be like a super lame show, and I didn't as a kid. Mm. Um, it may, it wasn't it, it wasn't the most exciting show, but it was... It's funny if you think about it, too, because Arthur is just about the only PBS show I can think of that they've made numerous memes from. And I think that's part of what's kind of kept the respect for it alive, is hmm. millennials and maybe even Gen Z kids have sort of rekindled the the appreciation for Arthur because that uh, show was used in multiple memes. There's the famous, you know, Arthur clenching his fist meme. Yeah. There's the famous meme with his friend, whose name escapes me, who's a rabbit. Oh, Buster. Thank you. Where This was probably back in the 90s when the internet was first a thing, but he has that famous line that he says where he's like, would people really do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. And people, whenever someone is bullshitting on the internet, people will post a, that you know line as kind of a joke of like you know everyone on the yeah. internet lies, <laughs> except for us listeners. Yeah, 
Oh, something I will say, actually, this is kind of a small note, I suppose, but I was looking at like the big list of all the seasons. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that most seasons are like 10 episodes. Yeah. Um, with each episode actually being two because there's like two halves in a half hour. Because oh. each is like 12 to 15 minutes or so. Mm. The last like two or three seasons only have like four or five episodes in them hmm. for some reason. They ran out of budget. Um, they cut the PBS budget. Yeah. And I don't know if that has to do with like weird airing schedules, maybe. I, I, I don't know. But basically, they're not 23 equally sized seasons, but for, I think for they are for the most part. Hmm. It's held a lot more than I thought there was. I mean, I would have guessed that they had stopped in like maybe the mid 2000s. Yeah, same. I, I had no idea but, what I was talking about. I mean, it, it makes sense. PBS does kind of have a habit of, you know, so long as the host doesn't die, keeping their shows running forever because, you know, it's hard for them to kind of spend money to develop new shows. It's easier true. to just kind of keep stuff going. And you know, PBS is always, you know, on PBS budgets. So. Kind of like us. Actually, no, PBS actually has money. I was going to say, PBS, we're going to, we're going to, we should have one of those uh, call-a-thons um, <laughs> where we raise money for ourselves. You can call and talk to one of us. Uh, all right. Well, maybe for our 300th episode, it'll be a live telethon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we we don't have uh, we obviously don't have anything else of value to say no. here, listeners. Um, <laughs> if you have some fond memories of Arthur, or if you lol at Arthur memes, tell us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/getyourfunk. I suppose you could also send us an Arthur meme there if you wanted to. Do it. If you want to check out the other episodes that we've done on uh, those other two PBS shows, uh, you can go to getyourfunk.com and use the search bar. You can type in PBS and those will come up. Or if you want to browse our other episodes in our long catalog, uh, feel free to do so. And if you're listening to this far in the future, maybe we did that Pokemon episode. I don't know. Go look. Chances are yes. Maybe we did the telethon. I don't know. It's in the future. (laughs) We're from the future. This has been your host, Kyle. Way over there, Kyle. Way over here. It's your host, Peter. Bye. We love you. Get a library card. <laughs>